0: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest,
1: Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky.
0: Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemansky, this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today we're talking about enjoying your problems, interesting topic, with Reverend Bill Engelhart. Sometimes our personal and business lives might feel like we're just overwhelmed with these problems, but honestly, they, I think they keep us uh, being held back from our best selves, which means we aren't really fully expressing ourselves with our gifts and offering because Honestly, we're just dwelling on something else, our problems. So today, Reverend Bill has some thoughts on transforming that idea. In addition, I'll continue my discussion on how to unlock your wealth and which is the number one reason, by the way, that clients call me. So we'll unlock all of that today. But here's a little bit of background about Bill Engelhart. He is an ordained Unity minister. He is currently serving as the senior minister at Unity and Marin in Northern California. Bill also serves as vice chair of the board of trustees for Unity School and is on the International Advisory Board for Roots of Peace. Bill is the published author of Spiritual Rules of the Road, and he's working on his new book called The Book of Bill. We might hear a quote or revelation from this new book today, hopefully. And before he was called to ministry, he was an expatriate living in London, working for a Fortune 50 company as an international human resource director. Bill is a black belt martial artist He's an avid runner, and he enjoys high-performance driving in his Mustang at the Sonoma Raceway. So I'd like to welcome to the show my minister and my friend, Reverend Bill Engelhardt. Hi, Bill. How are you today? Hi, Hi Kathleen.
2: Uh, Thank you so
0: much for having me on your show. Well, it's it's a great honor and pleasure to have you. And and you know you know, as a business show, it's gonna be an interesting journey that we're gonna to take today. And you had an interesting journey in your life as well. I mean, going from you know, working for a Fortune fifty company to ministry, can you walk us down that path on why you do what you do today? Sure. Well actually
2: when I reflect back on my time in business it was actually a ministry in and of itself. As an international human resources director, my specialty was always trying to put the right person in the right job. It really felt if people were fulfilled in their work, that they'd go home and they'd be happy, that their family would be happy, their pets would be happy, the neighbors would be happy if you aligned the right work. And I really felt, as I reflected in the past, that that was a ministry in and of itself. And I'd been in that industry for about 20 years, and honestly, I got to a point where I felt like I'd done everything that I ever wanted to do in that industry, and I didn't want my life to be a rerun. And I knew if I just kept doing what I was doing, it would have just been about the money, and that I wanted to make sure that life was an adventure, and it was time to do something else. And as I'd been very active in uh, my spiritual community and thought, well, maybe at some point in time in the future, I might like to go into the ministry, you know, originally thinking when I got to be in my 60s. And turns out when uh, this all came about for me, I was just in uh, my early 40s and felt like this was the time. And as I got into it, the more and more that I got into it, uh, some of the same things that I was doing in human resources, counseling people and helping people with advice about their careers and their lives, because it always expanded to more than just what was going on in the workplace. But I felt like it was just such an excellent transition to come over to this part of, the, of my career and to be able to help people discover the power that was within them And to be able to utilize that power to have not only a great job, but to have a great life
0: very nice very nice well I never really heard that back end story so that's an interesting um, revelation for me to hear that so thanks for sharing that so you, you when we talked about having you on the show we talked about you know what would we talk about from a business perspective on having a minister on my program today and you came up with enjoy your problems and I think it's a very interesting topic but where did you come up with that idea
2: Well, I tell you, when I first heard that uh, term, enjoy your problems, was when I was reading uh, one of my favorite authors, and he's a Zen master by the name of Shunru Suzuki, and one of his quotes was, enjoy your problems. And I got to tell you, when I first read that, I thought it sounded absurd. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, you know, wait a minute, how could this be? You know, what, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm basically defending my problems, is what I found that was going on in my consciousness, saying that I needed to look deeper. You know, why would I be defending these reactions? Why would I defend being upset? Uh, it was as if I was going into a victim consciousness and explaining to everyone else why it was right that I was there. And as I step back and realize that that was what was going on in my consciousness when this idea of enjoying your problems sounded so absurd, it really made me pay attention and say, why am I caught up in this thought and in these beliefs? Do I want to believe that it's really me against the universe? Because when we're making that argument about, oh, I've got these problems, you know, that, that, <laughs> You know, the world is full of problems, and I'll tell you why I have to have these problems. It's as if I am putting myself in an adverse situation to the unfoldment of life and the intelligence of the universe. And so I really stepped back and said, wow, could I enjoy my problems and I knew the first thing that I had to overcome was this tendency to want to explain why my problems were real problems and why it was okay for me to be so upset.
0: Well, you know, well, you have have certainly um, been the... Um, the 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 ear of listening to my problems because as I introduced you you are my minister and so that was a you know I, you certainly have heard my end of it from you know possibly trivial trivial to what I have you know, considered, you know, real life problems. And, you know, I, I, I'm still looking and, you know, we have some time yet. So we, you know, there, there's still like the messaging around, you know, where I'm going to find the enjoyment of all this. So I look forward to having that transformed just, just right here um, uh, today. But it, it is interesting how, you know, when we do look at the world, um, we look at the news and, you know, any, I don't know, conversations that we're in, it it just, it does seem that, you know, from a, maybe a different perspective that you're talking about, that people are enjoying their problems, but I don't think that's the purpose of your talk today. They're enjoying being <laughs> the victim of their problems versus the message of their problems. Is is that where we're going to be going today? That's
2: exactly it. You know, there's this idea of having problems and the idea of enjoying your problems seems just incredibly, you know, bizarre. But the truth is, it's just the situation and circumstance that we're facing in that moment. It's really life that's unfolding right here and right now in this particular way. And are we going to be fighting that or can we embrace it? And there's a big difference between fighting life and embracing life. And if it's come into our life experience, it's really an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves. And I don't know about you, but I think if I define something as a problem, then it's really hard to come up with the solution because I'm caught up in this idea that this is a problem and it's and it's unwelcome and it's going to be harmful. And when that dominates our consciousness we can't really see the solutions clearly so turning it on its head and saying when something comes up and and it's a apparent problem can i enjoy whatever that situation and circumstance is because if i can if i can say this situation circumstance or idea has come to teach me something then i can get excited about it and honestly that's where the solutions end up coming to us a lot quicker than trying to fight life and fight whatever's shown up.
0: Right. So it's really looking for the opportunity. Anytime something may happen. I, I mean, I just just recently uh, fell. I, I was I I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> and you know it could have been a quote unquote, problem um, with my body and whatever. And I do have a few little bruises to remind <laughs> me that, oh, I fell. But you know what? I, I, I see the opportunity in that as well as uh, of what what am I doing that is so uh, dist- what is distracting me so much that I'm not paying attention even to my life? You know, so I, I see, I saw, I saw that little minor accident was very minor and, you know, no broken bones or anything like that. Just probably a, you know, bruised ego is probably the most I can say out (laughs) of it. But, but I do see the opportunity of, Oh, Kathleen, slow down just a little bit here. And, and, and I've been analyzing this over the last couple of days and I'm getting really excited about being very vibrant and healthy versus, Oh, woe is me. And look at my, look at my boo-boos on my legs and, All of that. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a very interesting twist of events there, for sure. So yeah. I'm going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, what you did in that experience
2: is that you didn't beat yourself up about it. You didn't say, I fell down. This is horrible. It's going to keep happening. You know, what was going... You know, what, this is such a problem, and now I've got bruises, et cetera. It was you reflected on it. And so... Falling is just falling. It happens to all of us. But what you did was you took it and you said, well, what is there for me to learn from it that you reflected on? Well, what was I thinking about that I wasn't paying attention to what was right in front of me? Mm -hmm. And that's a way in which we can take what has happened and actually enjoy it to say, oh, well, what this is really teaching me is that I need to slow down. And so now I'm going to go to Barbados, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh now there's a solution right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I, you I have, to that solution if you'd have been beating yourself up for the next 2 weeks that's about, true you know slipping that's true. and falling.
0: Yeah. And you know I, I and, and honestly I would have to say in the moment that it happened I I didn't go oh great opportunity here. I, I, I did, you know, let a word or two slip my tongue that I probably wouldn't say in front of you, but um, I... I well, go ahead. No, I, we're, on, we're on live radio. We better not. I think we're censored here. But, but what I would have to say is I did very quickly. I mean, within a few minutes, it was like, oh, there's there's a there's a notice from the universe that's that's giving me a warning that it could have been much worse, and thankfully it wasn't. So anyway, we're gonna hold on for uh, the 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 rest of those thoughts for. Uh, our next break. and But I would like to take this opportunity with all of my heart and gratitude to thank uh, my sponsors, Estate and Biz Organizers. They're a reliable organizing firm that's insured and bonded to handle all your estate and business organizing needs. I've worked with them personally and I can vouch for them. EB Organizers are a really reliable company. Click on the Annabelle click on the banner ad or go to emborganizers.com so stay tuned for more on illuminating feng shui, when we come back I'll be chatting with Reverend Bill Englehart and we're going to be talking more about enjoying your problems, stay tuned
3: Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Estate and business organizers incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing, an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com.
1: Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zemanski's TimeBlazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The TimeBlazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui.
0: Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today by Reverend Bill Engelhart, and we're talking about enjoying your problems. And we just had a problem, although you won't hear it on the replay, but I think it's pretty interesting how we're talking about problems, and one arose, and we saw an opportunity to switch that around. And the other thing is when we were on break, I had an opportunity to, to connect with, with Bill, and we were talking about the problem of time. So I'm going to kind of go off script here that I think that's a common problem that people perceive as, you know, something that's holding them back. Do you have anything to say towards a specific issue like that?
2: Sure. When it comes to the idea of time, oftentimes what we hear is that there's a problem that we don't have enough time. And I'm as guilty as anybody else saying, I've got more things on my plate than I can possibly do. But actually, time isn't the problem. It's what are we doing with the time that we have. Now, we've got technology, so much technology now (laughs) that you could be online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And honestly, some businesses require that or they want you to respond right away, even if you're on holiday, uh, they want that to happen. So for me, the problem isn't so much time. It's about how are we managing our time? Are we letting technology run away with us? Because uh, technology isn't a lifestyle. It's a tool that we get to use, and we get to decide how we're going to use it and when we're going to use it as one example. I would say if, we, if, if any of your listeners, and I'm sure there are many of us, like I said, myself included, when we have those thoughts of there's not enough time, and that being a problem, what's really the problem is what is it we're doing with the time? Mm -hmm. And if we look at that and say, oh, that's really the issue. Time isn't a problem. It's what am I doing with my time? And then if I start to be able to make some decisions about where I want to spend my time, then time no longer really becomes any kind of a problem. We get to enjoy the time that we have because we're invested. And at the end of the day, uh, time is so important because time is that one commodity that's limited for us, We don't know how much time we're going to have in this incarnation and in this life experience, so we should treat it like gold. And that means when we're with, going to meet somebody for going out to, to have a party or are going to go out and have coffee, that when we say we're going to be there at a certain time, to me, we need to be there at that time. Because if we're not, we're actually stealing time away, and that's the most important important thing that we have in this life right now is this
0: time
2: and so not to waste it and so to circle the wagons back to where we started when we come to this idea of time it's not a problem and it's never been a problem what the challenges are is how we're going to utilize it and to enjoy our problem would be if we think we have a problem of time the enjoyment is i'm going to enjoy everything that i'm doing Mm-hmm. when i'm doing it and be conscious of it as i'm doing it that way we turn it on its head and we get to enjoy that which a few minutes ago we may have thought was a problem
0: yeah that that's that's a perfect summary of you know that's ex, you know i have the time blazer business management system which is you know to me a time management tool it's, it it goes much further than that but you know every successful pe- person that's kind of one of my taglines is you know really manages their time because that you know as you said you know time time is a very important commodity and uh, you know others say time is money but um, managing that is one of your your m- greatest success tools so anyway let's, let's circle back to um, the topic that we were we were talking about though about people complaining a lot about you know facing their you know they have so many problems and everything is a drudgery and a problem. So, you know, as a minister, I'm sure, you know, you find this to be the case. How, how are you? Um, how, what's your what's your perspective on that?
2: Well, I tell you, I think I do find that to be the case. And I think if I asked, you know, almost nine out of 10 people on the block, what's your problem of the day, that I would generally get a detailed response. You know, Uh here's my problem of the day, and here's what's going on here, and they could go into great detail. Like I said, Mm -hmm. nine out of ten people would be able to sit down and give me a a thesis on what the problem is that they're facing. But Mm -hmm. my question is, well, what happens when you spend all your focus on that problem, and then finally that problem gets solved? What happens then? Another problem takes its place, and so on and so on. And that's because the underlying reasoning and the cultural conditioning that we've all been given is that life means you're going to have problems, and that's what you can expect. And when we buy into that idea, then that's also what we focus on, and what we focus on in life grows. So instead of looking at it and saying, okay, I've got a situation that's... I didn't expect or something that's come up that's changing the way that I've lived my life up until this point in time, that I can look at that and say, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? Or I can get caught up in, oh, I wish this wasn't happening and this shouldn't happen and I'm so upset about it happening. Well, I can tell you that consciousness doesn't lead us to solutions. It's the other framing the other consciousness about saying, well, I'm going to focus on what I'm going to do now in light of the present circumstances, that leads us to a much happier life and a much happier existence.
0: So it sounds like you're saying that we don't have to have problems, so if you know if that's true, then you know sign me up for that because I don't really need any more of those coming my way. So um, so well, I'm gonna I'm so, setting you up right now. Okay, well there you go. So what is a problem and what isn't a problem? How can we kind of define the differentiate sure. what is and isn't? Well it occurs to me that in order for a
2: problem to become a problem requires me to define it as such. Mm. What we, we don't really have problems. What we have is life unfolding. Now, we may be upset that life, as we've defined it, has not unfolded as, as we planned or that you know, we'd hoped that it would unfold. But I believe if we love life, then we should love all of it. And like a roller coaster, life is going to bring us twists and turns and ups and downs, and it's up to us to enjoy all of it. That's a choice that we get to make, because trying to uh, fight against how life has unfolded is a losing proposition for all of us. Um, I'll take the most extreme example. Uh, I've been with many people at the end of their life, and some who've really loved life And even at the end, seeing that at the end of their physical life, that it was just part of this experience and that they're ready to move on to the next, whatever it is going to be afterwards. They're ready and that they can face that and they can face it with an assurance and with a knowingness in their heart. And I'm not talking about any particular religion or spiritual practice, just a knowingness that they're going to be okay and that they really loved life. Or would they rather stay? Well, of course, we all want to stay as long as we can. But when it comes right down to it, to the end, and they know it's time to move on, that they're able to do so, and to not see that even death as a problem, that that's just the natural ending of our limited physical experience. Back to Shunru Suzuki, the uh, Zen master, he said it like this, and I I see this on my bathroom mirror every day. I've got a little sticky note there uh, Mm -hmm. to remind me. He says this, life is like stepping onto a boat, which is about to sail out to sea and sink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a wake up for me every day to to make sure that I'm not taking anything for granted, and sometimes we live our life thinking it's going to be forever, and then we we kind of lose the flavor it's like, oh, this is a real gift, and so it's up to us to be able to take advantage of all of it and not get caught up in this um, likes and dislikes of problems. Uh, when we can look at it through a different framing of just saying, this is really life unfolding. It's interesting. Well, how am I going to w- make this work for my good? That's yeah. the practice of being able to enjoy all of life, which means to enjoy those things that we previously called problems.
0: Well, we have about two minutes before we go to break. So, but, there, you know, like. Not everyone listening today is at an end of life, but what about a, like mm-hmm. a job loss or ending of a relationship or you know some project that you've worked so hard and it just it just didn't pan out. You know, aren't aren't these problems?
2: Well, let's look at them one at a time. So things like losing a job or even a career can actually lead to a better job or a better career. I don't know anyone over the last 20 years that has like one employer for their entire life. And now many of us have multiple careers, especially in this changing economy. So what we may look at in that moment of saying, oh, this is horrible, I wish this didn't happen, may actually lead us to something much better. I'll relate a quick story for you. When I was working in recruiting back in Chicago years ago, I got a resume from a guy, and the whole cover letter, which was like a page and a half, went on and on about how his employer after 20 years let him go and how horrible that was. And they didn't give him any notice and he was, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It went on and on. I was just saying, there's a (laughs) lot of vitriol here. But the last sentence of his cover letter was, but I'm not bitter. No. And and I'm like, evidently, you didn't read this cover letter. Right. (laughs) So he was clearly caught up in that this was a problem and this was horrible and that was the consciousness. Now, I've also had people come through that same situation where they got laid off and sat with me and said, you know, this company paid my mortgage, put my kids through school, paid for my medical expenses for 20 years. I'm just really appreciative of all the things that I got. Two people in the exact same situation with two different attitudes guess who's the person, guess which attitude helps in that person getting the next job?
0: Absolutely. Certainly not
2: the former, you know, Mm -hmm. people show up with a chip on their shoulder. That is the last person that ends up getting the job. It's the person that's really saying, hey, I got a lot of good out of it. I'm looking for more good that it turns out to not be a problem, meaning, you know, harmful. That it's, it's just part of life. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? You know, we, we hear it because it's true. And when it comes to relationships, sometimes we're crushed at the end of a relationship, but then we find out years later when we find somebody else that actually had we not ended that other relationship, we wouldn't have found a greater love. To me, it's generally not the loss of relationship as much as the change that happens when those changes happen that we end up being adverse to. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that does want to be in a relationship with us. If it's run its course, it's run its course, and right. it's not really a problem. Uh, life is unfolded. Uh, it's either a situation where we need to start dealing with the realities of the present versus the realities of the past, because the realities of the past may have been where you were both in love. And, or your company was thriving and that your career was going great. Well, neither of these former realities may be true today. So here's a tip when it comes to if we have something we're calling a problem. I would ask ourselves the question, am I dealing with the realities of the present or the realities of the past? Because that will say a lot about not only the origin, but also point us in a direction of a solution for apparent problems. It wasn't that long ago that the news, everybody got the newspaper. I remember reading the newspapers on Sunday mornings. But when the Internet came out, a lot of newspapers did not want to get involved in the Internet because they thought that, well, we don't want to give away our content for free because the way it's always been is people got the newspaper in paper form. But if they didn't shift over to the new reality, they're out of business. And so their problem was that they were living in the realities of the past versus the realities of the present. And there's so much change that goes on in our life. If you're a cab driver and Uber comes out, you know, you can be upset that things aren't the way that they were before, or you can say this is a new day, there's new opportunities, how am I going to take advantage of that? So are we dealing with the realities of the present or the realities of the past? I think that's a very important question for all of us to ask whenever we face something that we're defining as a problem
0: yes absolutely i you know i would you know when i when i was walking in the neighborhood this morning early this morning i noticed that one of my neighbors had papers in their their front yard and it was like oh my gosh that i haven't seen like uh, hard copy paper delivered in someone's driveway in a long time and it was almost you know <laughs> yeah so anyway we're going to take a really quick break um, and when we return uh, we'll be with Reverend Bill Engelhart, and we're going to talk more on Enjoying Your Problems.
1: Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit FreeBusinessAstrology.com. That's FreeBusinessAstrology.com.
3: Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com
1: highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui.
0: Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zamansky. I hope you enjoyed that last segment and you're, enjoying, you're beginning to enjoy your problems. I'm here with Reverend Bill Englehart. So, Bill, are, have there been times in your life where you thought you had problems? So we're going to turn the tables back on you. How much did you enjoy having your problems?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Well, I tell you, um, just recently, um, I was back in the Midwest and uh, my mother has Parkinson's. And I, oh. I hadn't seen him in a couple of months, and uh, and it had it advanced, you know, quite a bit since the last time that I saw him. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw that and felt that, I felt like, oh, this is a problem, you know, just, what are we going to do, and, you know, this is so different. I mean, that was the first feeling that I had. And I took my mother aside, and I was asking her what more I could do, et cetera, and she could see the... You know, the feelings on my face, because, you know, mom, she can't hide anything from them. No. Nope. She taught me, you, know, you can't. She taught me an important lesson in that moment. She said, I'm going to enjoy this moment right here and right now.
0: Hmm.
2: And I said, Well, tell me more. She said, I'm going to celebrate each day because we know with this disease that things will continue to go south. You know, things will continue to get a little. Less and less easier to do, to work with. And we may look back on today and say, I wish I was back, you know, at this stage, because it's, because that's going to look so much better than what it may look like in the future. And so her commitment really was just brought it right back to me clearly about her enjoyment. She said, you know, I'm going to enjoy the time that we have together, and I'm going to enjoy every moment that we have. And instead of looking at it as a problem, it was, okay, let's just take a look and let's enjoy what we have right now. And to me, that was a perfect example of her enjoying what I had initially thought, this is a problem. And she brought me right back to center on it. So thank you, Mom, if you're listening,
0: by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, that's a that's a really good point you made is how she reframed that situation. So what happens if we don't reframe or, or look at it from a different perspective, using a different word, if you will, to the sure. unfoldment of life? And instead, we choose to retain these problems what What do you think is the the issue there?
2: Well, actually, I think we all know the answer to that question because it seems uh, seems to be that we all have started this is where we've all started and remained. You know we have a problem and then we dwell on it. we fret and we worry and we're upset we're mad we're blaming others. And when I when we're doing that, I ask us to say, well, how does that feel not only in our mind, in our consciousness, but also in our physical body? Because when we're caught up in that kind of a consciousness, there's we get migraines, we get ulcers, we get heart disease. We're actually shortening the length of our lives with this kind of thinking. And we certainly are reducing the quality of our lives as well. I mean, how many of us, myself included, have wasted days, weeks, or years upset with life as it's unfolded? I don't think that any of us really wants to live in that consciousness, and we've all had experience there. We've all visited there, and some of us have spent a lot of time there. You know, why not? Well, because then we're not really enjoying life. We're fighting against life. And if I was to give out a tip, I'd say that you are powerful. Each one of you, each one of us are powerful, and we get to decide what thoughts that we dwell on. If we look for the good in every situation and circumstance, like even with your tripping and falling and it bringing you back to center, Mm -hmm. that we will find it. But if we're not looking for it and we're just caught up and life is going to be a bunch of problems, then that's where we end up living. And to me, I think if we're going to love life, life energy, that we need to live there and not only try to enjoy life when it's unfolding in a manner in which we think it should, if we, because if so, we'll probably waste much of our life because much of our life unfolds not according to our individual plans.
0: I don't know about you, Kathleen, you know. (laughs) yeah there's the a few things that i can i can I can pull up right right in the surface it 's like nah, i wasn 't planning on that one <laughs> <laughs> so it 's like we can
2: fight against that and be upset about it, or even in our disappointment, we have an opportunity to learn and grow so when things go left and we thought they would go right this is an opportunity for us to learn and grow and say life is an evolution our consciousness is evolving and if it's evolving we need to embrace the evolution or we can live in a constant state of revolution against life and when we do that you know guess who wins that battle you know we certainly do not
0: no, no. Sounds like you know, as you were saying, the path of, uh, prescription drugs and all of that. If we, you know, really don't start watching, you know, some some of the actions that we take, and and even bringing it back around to a business sense, this can this can absolutely happen in all of your business dealings, with relationships, with projects that you're working on, as well as you know, I, you know, people ask me a lot about. You know, do I do uh, personal feng shui? Do I do it for homes? And it's like, well, of course I do. If you, if you have a business, most likely you have a home as well. But you know, your your what are we working for? So that's why I thought this topic was very relevant today. That you know, what happens in our own personal life really can unfold in a really positive way, and even attracting clients and and bigger and better projects and things like that. But you imagine mentioned some of the things about um, some of the emotions like disappointment and things like that so you know there are you know there have been times in my life I'm sure everyone um, that's probably listening today has at some moment in time if they've got a pulse um, have experienced some not so pleasant emotions like loss and grief so at what point is it Okay, you know, not to express these feelings or emotions or or or, or are we and, and and how do we do that?
2: Well I'm gonna quote the book of Bill, which I'm writing. Oh,
0: good, every, good, good, every okay, one good. Everyone of us
2: has a book of truth and knowledge within us, so it's you know, this is what's been revealed to me, and I affirm everyone has their own book of knowledge that's coming through to them. But here's what I say emotions are not problems unless we choose to define them as such. All of us are going to experience disappointment, loss, grief, and fear, and it's totally natural to have those emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. What I would say is what if we fully embraced things like grief when it came up, or any emotion? We can feel it versus being afraid of it, or covering it up, or pretending that we're okay. I firmly believe that we cannot heal when we are not willing to feel. We may think if I start crying, I'll never stop. Believe me, you will. During these times, we get to reach out to our friends, our family, our neighbors, our support systems, our therapists, etc. This is part of the healing process. It's never a problem to have emotions or express our emotions when they come up. Where we get in trouble is when we think it's a problem, and so then we attempt to avoid them at all costs. And we pay a high price when we do this. When we try to stuff them down, like I I talk about grief, and I say, well, when it comes to grief, if you don't fully feel it, it doesn't go away. It's just waiting. And it's kind of mm-hmm. boiling around there. It's cumulative. And until we fully start to grieve, that it's going to be there. And that's kind of like a, something like a knot caught in our stomach. And so it's okay for us to have emotions. It's okay for us to express them. So I think some of my greatest lessons I learned from my dog, Shadow, and uh, my baby, 13 years, she that's made amazing. her transition. I had, she died a couple of weeks ago. And believe me, mm-hmm. I am grieving fully the loss of that dog. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not a problem. It's life unfolding. That's really what it is. And I know I'll come to a place where I'm going to remember all the joy, and that will eventually outweigh the sadness. But we'll never get to that place if we try to avoid our feelings. So there's nothing wrong with feelings and emotions we should have them we should be honest about them and we should be willing to experience them because that really moves the energy and if we think it's a problem we try to deny it and i think we all know what happens when we try to deny our feelings they don't go away it just bubbles up and then it comes out in ways that aren't very positive you know we end up losing our temper or we end up getting sick there's the dis-ease that goes along with not being honest about our feelings Absolutely. In fact, back to Shundra Suzuki, he said, treat every moment as your last. It's not a preparation for something else. it so, well, yep. comes the feelings. When you have them, that's the moment to be able to share them. and The more comfortable you get with that, I think you know, we would do a lot to uh, probably dent the pharmaceutical company's profits by being able to just be okay with our own emotions
0: absolutely and now we're going to have our final thoughts after this word from our sponsors so grab a piece of paper i'm also going to give you my weekly feng shui and astrology tip we're going to take a quick break don't go away Mm
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
1: highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen Zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com.
3: Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action We help people all across the USA. Call 415 827 5529 or visit eborganizers.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: This is Illuminating Feng Shui to reach kathleen or her guest today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to kathleen at five now back to illuminating feng shui
0: And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. My guest today is Reverend Bill Engelhard. It always goes so fast, and we only have a few minutes. But I would like to um, ask you if there's any other tips about this reframing, because I think it is so important. So when we're in the midst of having what we previously are calling a problem, what tip can you give us to help reframe?
2: Sure. Well, I'll tell you something that occurred to me as I've been studying this over the years, that I, it's just been... Gold for me when I run into feeling like I've got a problem. And that's to remind ourselves that we don't really have personal problems. What well, we have are persona problems. That a persona is a mask that we end up putting on uh, in different situations and circumstances. You know, if you play sports with your friends, you may have the real competitive persona that comes out. Or maybe the perfectionist persona comes out or the business persona comes out or the perfect spouse persona comes out. All of those are masks that we put on and that we take off. So I ask myself this question, when something comes up and it appears to be a problem, I say, which persona is upset about this? And then when I'm able to identify the persona that's upset about that, I realize that's not really who I am. That's just one of those masks we tend to put on and take off, where we're not even are thinking about it. But it's if the persona has the problem, it's not really a per, it's not really a problem. It's basically my connection thinking that that's who I am, and so I'll be able to put that persona on the side and then I'll be able to look at it and say okay what's really here for me what can I learn from this and how can I take this and really enjoy it instead of being caught up so again it's we don't really have personal problems but we have the idea that we have a persona problem so to get out of the whole consciousness of having problems we get to enjoy our problems
0: by being able to be
2: connected with who it is that we really are
0: Beautiful. Well, if you enjoyed this interview and would like to hear more about revelations from Bill, um, you can always go to unityinmarin.org, that's U-N-I-T-Y-I-N-M-A-R-I-N.org, to hear his talks via live stream or through his video archives um, through that same URL. So thank you, Bill, for your time today. I appreciate you being on the show. It was a joy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So now it's time for my weekly business feng shui and astrology tip. Over the last few episodes, I've been telling you various ways to activate your prosperity, either in your space, that's through the feng shui, or through favorable elements in 2016 in your astrology chart. So here's a real quick recap. I talked about your front door and entry The positioning of your stove, both are strong wealth activators and accessing the most vibrant and prosperous areas of your home and office in 2016 using the annual Fire Monkey auspicious directions. Now, those again would be in the East Sector, Southeast, West, and Northwest area. Last week, I talked about finding your wealth element in your business astrology chart. Now, this was based on your element of the day of birth which is one of the five elements that would have either been wood, fire, earth, metal, or water, just one of them. But this is the element that you personally control. But yikes, uh, maybe you discovered you don't have your wealth element in your chart. So now what? That sounds like a problem. So, but there are still a few ways that we can reveal um, bringing wealth to you. And now we're going to be looking for the element that you produce. This is an output element. So when I say produce, this is like your product, service, programs, things you create. So each element will have its own unique quality. And so what we need to do is make sure that we have those in your chart. So basically go grab your free chart at uh, www.business freebusinessastrology.com, enter in your birth information and then download your chart. Look at the natal part of your chart. That's the natal chart we're looking at. And then just look at the day of birth. We're only looking at that one element. Again, it would either be a wood, fire, metal, or earth. And then we're going to be looking for what that element produces. So, you know, we want to see, you know, products or service that you may be, be able to create. So in the five element product, um, uh, production cycle, it's almost one of the easiest to recognize if you understand simple five element theory. So my software is color coded so that you can pick out these elements very easily. And again, we're looking at the day of birth as a reference point. So if you're born on the wood element, uh, the day pillar, look for the color red. In the rest of your natal chart, that that's the fire element and that's the output element. So, wood feeds the fire in the production element. So, for a wood person, you would be looking for things like on the internet, um, online programs, things like that. That's fire to wood. Now, if you were born with the fire element of the day, look for the color yellow or brown. Your output element is going to be earth. And so, for a fire person with the earth element as output, we're looking things like at healthcare real estate or properties. That's what you would be best suited at doing. That's where you're going to find um, a good deal of your money. Now, if you were born with the earth as your day element, that first element, that one element we're looking for, then we're looking for metal. That would be either gray or charcoal on my charts. And those would be more like producing systems and creating order, maybe like legal fields or professional organizing. That's what metal relates to. And then the metal element is the the day of birth that we're looking for. We're going to be looking for the water element, which is depicted by blue in the chart. That's going to be that output element we're looking for to, uh, today. So for a metal person that has water as their element, it would be communication. So like maybe a motivational speaker or look for speaking gigs. That's a great way to pick up business for you. So if you are born in the water element, this is the last one, then we're looking for the wood element that's your output element and so for this person it would be something like creating a book like Bill was saying before, everyone has a book in us so if you are a water person it's going to be easier because that's your your output element, so or anything artistic or teaching that's very good wood element uh, concept. So that's a very quick rundown of which of the five elements they have so many more, but just in the short time, just look for your day of birth and then that element that I described to find out what your output element is and next week i'm going to tell you other hidden elements in your astrology chart and feng shui of your space so we're going to be looking next week about support systems so don't negate having other people help you to access your wealth so we're going to have another exciting episode next week on illuminating feng shui we're going to be talking with bethany orrick and we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and until next week make good chi follow
1: We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Please join Kathleen Zemanski again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.